Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello everybody and welcome to Hot Lap. My, that hello was loud, wasn't it? That's because I'm excited to do this because I didn't do one last week and I'll explain why right now. I didn't do a podcast last week because Sunday got away from me. Um, I was doing loads of stuff for Musty Audio. If you aren't subscribed to the Musty Audio YouTube channel, you should do it immediately because we're doing loads of reaction stuff, like to music videos if you're into music or if you're a musician. Uh, Susie and I are both musicians, so that's good fun. Even if Ramstein fans fucking hate us now. like They hate us and we said nothing but good things about it as well. Crazy. Um, also, if you go to the Musty Audio YouTube channel, in approximately 10 minutes that doesn't matter to you because you'll be listening to this on a delay so right now for you it's available um i launched my first episode of what i'm calling musty audio the vault which is a um a short documentary series about paranormal things and conspiracies and stuff like that the first episode covers a um, a piece of footage that was put out of a supposed U- a supposed alien and UFO um, called the Skinny Bob video, if any of you know what that is. So yeah, that's available on the Mussy Audio YouTube right now. I'm quite proud of it because it's the only time I've ever actually tried to put any sort of production value into something other than just making my voice sound nice. So yeah, the, that's a thing. Um, we'll see how that goes down quite crazy uh if you want to help me do what i'm doing and my the my 
I think my content has become quite diverse these days between doing like video stuff, less podcasts, although there is a, going to be a new one up this week, a new interview podcast up on Mussy Audio. Um, I, but I don't do as many of those anymore just because times have changed, haven't they? And things, the way people consume content is different as well. Um, so I've changed the patron from Mussy Audio to Lee Stevens, content creator. Because, like, this isn't really a Mussy Audio podcast, is it? You're not listening to it on Mussy Audio. So if you want to help me, Lee Stevens, do these sort of things, go to Patreon and sign up to one of the tiers for Lee Stevens, content creator. That would help me no end. Because these things do come with silly little uh, little costs and stuff like that. My, the microphone in front of me is £250 worth. They break sometimes. They're Australian. It's fucking crazy. I should have gone with Shaw, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, there's there's hosting costs and stuff like that. But I'm not going to bore you with the thing. It's obvious if uh, if people want to help out, I'm sure they will do. If you can't, you can't. And I totally understand that. We live in a fucking strange time. Um, if you do want to help out and you can't do it financially just share the podcast like share if you see something i've put on social media just click the share button it takes two seconds doesn't matter and if you enjoy something i do chances are one of your friends will enjoy what i do because that's how people work it's like if you like something chances are you've got friends that like the same thing because we hang around with people that like the same stuff it's how people work Anyway, I've just rambled for four minutes trying to sell myself to you, and it probably didn't work anyway. Let's move on to the Grand Prix. We just had um, the best race of the year, I think is... I mean, I'm sure you could debate it, but it's it's certainly in the... It's, it's in the conversation. Um, it was... I, 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 I struggle. I know I'm going to forget what happened to some people because it was just action up and down the field. But before we talk about this, let's talk about two things. Uh, first of all, I missed the sprint race on Saturday. Uh, I didn't really bother watching much testing on Friday because it didn't feel as important as it did at Silverstone when we had the qualifying afterwards. And when I sat down to watch qualifying on Saturday, I thought, I'm sure this qualifying session is going to be better. I wish we were watching a short race instead. So that's just my take, and that's where I am on the sprint race. I'm sure some of you out there were very happy to get back to the sort of traditional weekend run of things, but I did miss the sprint race. Secondly, qualifying. Now we're talking about it. Um, Q3, Lewis Hamilton slowing the field down, um, making Sergio Perez not cross the line, Um not allowing Max Verstappen to get sort of like a do a proper like preparation lap. Um Max obviously could have tried to overtake Lewis Hamilton. I'm not I'm not daft. I understand that was a thing that could have happened. Um how do you feel about it? I'm interested to know personally, and I'm not being a Lewis Hamilton hater here, although you know it's I think if there's anything I am about Lewis, it's pretty balanced. You know, I praise him when I feel he needs praised and I knock him when I think he needs knocking uh, I understand why he did this I'm not 100% against it it's not in the spirit of competition in my eyes it's you know when you hear that thing of well this is not actually in the spirit of the rules but it doesn't contravene any of the regulations 
Um, that was a sporting version of that rule. Uh, it's going to get messy, folks. Like before this championship's over, it's going to get fucking messy. And I'm almost convinced. We'll talk about it later, but I'm almost convinced that with Max having a damaged car, it was good. It was just handy for Lewis that he didn't actually happen across him during the race because I don't think it would have ended well for him. Anyway, let's run through our drivers. I don't know why I said it like that. Sorry, I was fucking. I was trying to do ten things there. I'll completely behind bear. Like I'll I'll be completely open. I started doing this podcast, and all of a sudden, like every person I know wants to speak to me, and not about Formula One. Just people want to talk to me about stuff. So I was just distracted then by a million messages. Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll has a five place grid penalty for after the summer break. Whoops. Uh, he creamed into the side of Charles Leclerc. A terrible accident, dangerous. Um, it was kind of the accident we expect to see from Lance uh, a few years ago, not the Lance we've seen lately. Not ideal. Uh, Grosjean-style manoeuvre, I would say. There was just no way he wasn't, like, he wasn't making that corner. So it was a shame for him, but more, more it was a shame for Charles Leclerc, who's also the next DNF on the list. Sergio Perez, Lando Norris, we'll talk about together because they were took out by Valtteri Bottas. Um, Valtteri creamed into the back of Lando Norris and uh, he also creamed into Sergio Perez and uh, did he? Yeah, yeah he, he hit Sergio Perez and Lando hit Max Verstappen. Um, awful for Lando. I... Genuinely believe if if land if that if everything that happened had happened and Lando had been slightly ahead and say Bottas went into Verstappen and then hit Perez so it we just take Lando out of the equation I know if it, if you take Lando out of the equation the Red Bulls might not get hit but I'm just saying if this is how it played out Lando wins this Grand Prix in my eyes um, it it was a real shame for him to get taken out there because this is. This circuit on this day was that sort of opportunity, as Ocon has proven um, that this was the type of race that if Lando's going to sneak a win this year, and I did think of the of the midfield, it would be him that did it. Um, if he did that, I think if, you know, if, he, if, if this was the race that if he was going to win one, he should have won one. I've decided as well, un, uh, as my, my newfound fucking fascination with tattoos goes. I think if Lando wins a race, I'll probably get his logo tattooed on me somewhere. I think that's a thing I might do. I don't know where I'll get it, but I might get it somewhere. Especially if he does it this year, this year or in a car which probably shouldn't win. That'll be that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. No, I think I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my friend to to scrawl Lando's uh, Lando's logo on me somewhere. That'll get me some notice on TikTok and. Uh, Twitter won't it that'll help me get some followers shh it's all for the all for the fucking numbers all for the numbers and the likes I'm only here for justification and validation of strangers um, Nikita Mazepin I can't remember what happened to Mazepin did he hit somebody else 
I have a feeling Mazepin hit somebody, but I can't remember who he hit. Oh, that was it, sorry. Kimi Raikkonen hit him coming out of the pits, didn't he? That's what happened. Sorry, uh, Nikita, it wasn't your fault. It was Kimmy's. Uh, yeah, not not great, was it? Not a, not a great uh, great thing for Haas. Not a great weekend for Haas in general with Schumacher crashing qualifying as well. Although Schumacher did put a reasonable display on la- later on during the race. But yeah, um, it's just strange. Like when you look down the, I mean, Lando, Valtteri, Perez, Leclerc. They're some big names to get taken out of a race. Big names. I mean, and Lance Stroll as well. You know, you can't you can't not say that he isn't in one of the like top 10 like point scoring like cars you know able to score points at most races so it's crazy to see big names like that out on like first corner times uh antonio Giovinazzi. i'm not really sure what happened to Giovinazzi during the race I'm not sure how he ended up down there especially when kimmy got himself into trouble for the well no he did and his team got him into trouble as well but yeah antonio Giovinazzi was 14th mick schumacher was 13th highlight of the race for him was a good battle with Lewis Hamilton um he fared well you know he, he did he did his job he's doing his job in a in a shit car I hope Mick Schumacher is good don't get me wrong but we're not going to know if either of those drivers are good in that car uh Gunther Steiner said he was getting tired of the seeing Hasses have big accidents Jensen Button said I can understand this but maybe that car's hard to drive and I thought that was very interesting Disappointment of the day. Absolute disappointment of the, of the day. Daniel Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo. 12th. Daniel Ricardo 12th when Lance Stroll, Charles Leclerc, Sergio Perez, Valtteri Bottas, and Lando Norris all retired on the first lap. And Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen had massive damage, massive amounts of damage. I know Daniel Ricciardo was tapped. I know he was tapped. I don't believe, I might be wrong about this, I don't believe there was a sub- substantial amount of damage done to his car, though. And uh, oh, it's, it's just, what do we? when do we say it then? Like, we've, we've flirted with the idea of when, of, when do McLaren start thinking... We've made a mistake with Daniel. Uh, And what happens to Daniel if that happens before he gets it together? If you were, I don't know who, what's a team? What's a team that might need a driver next year? Um, He's not going to go back to Alpha Tauri. Um, Alpine is all sorted out. He's probably not going to steal one of the seats off a Ferrari driver. Austin Martin seems pretty settled. I can't can't see Vettel going anywhere. Now things are starting to work out for him. There might be a Williams seat available. Uh, Alfa Romeo, possibility. Haas, probably nailed in for next year. Um, If Daniel Ricciardo falls out of McLaren, I don't see where he goes. And I don't think he's... I, I think his reputation might be damaged by the time this season's over. He has the summer break now to sort this out. But if he's still like half a second to a second behind um, Lando Norris in qualifying and then Lando Norris is up there trying to get a podium finishing fourth or fifth and he's still there at the bottom end of the points or out of the points like this situation. You know, it's George Russell and Nicholas Latifi finished eighth and ninth today. Eighth and ninth because of the retirements 
essentially. And the fact, you know, they could get ahead of Max because he had damage. Where was Ricardo? Ricardo should have been in that car. What? Even with his issues, even with his issues, seventh, sixth, probably. I, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe to put him with a car like the Alpines, reasonably close to the McLaren, but the McLaren is a better car. So maybe if you stick Fernando ahead of him for too long, maybe he doesn't claw back that time to get fifth, but he should have had points. He should have had points. Um, I hate bagging on Daniel Ricciardo. I've I've said for years, I thought he was a world champion in waiting. I thought he was a world champion in waiting. I just needed the car to do it. Australian Jensen Button, if you will. But uh, everyone's favourite Aussie's in trouble, I'm afraid. And I don't think any of us... We thought, like, Silverstone looked better. And he's gone well here before. He was excited coming to the Hungara ring. And he was just miles off the pace again. All of a sudden, it seemed like Silverstone was a was the exception rather than the beginning of the new rule. I'm, I just don't know what happens to him if he doesn't sort this out over the course of the season. All he has to do, hope is, is that whatever his problems are, McLaren 100% understand it, and he's got to hope that Formula One comes back to him with the new rule change. That's the only thing I can think is going to save him because... I mean, realistically, McLaren are such are on such a rise at the moment. They should they should be well with with the performances that uh, Lando's been putting in. They should be well ahead of Ferrari in the constructors' championships. Well ahead, like and Daniel has hemorrhage points for McLaren. I can't. There the must be shareholders looking at the chart and thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Anyway, Kimi Raikkonen eleventh. He had woes. Finished out of his teammate. Finished out of Daniel Ricciardo. Good stuff for him. Max Verstappen, clearly a ton of damage done to that car. He was so lucky that if when you saw the onboard, the when Lando goes into Max, his wheel just sort of Lando's wheel just sort of fits and slips in behind Max's wheel, and then the way Max gets pushed forward, he just sort of slips out again, destroying the aero work, obviously. But how he didn't they didn't rip the suspensions off each other. I've no idea. Crazy. Crazy even got uh, he got out again. Finished 10th. I think that was a fairly good result for what happened to him. George Russell was 9th. Great to see him with points in. And what we... I mean, I'm going to gush a little bit over here because I thought when he radioed into the garage saying, if you need to sacrifice my race to help uh, Nicholas, do it. I thought it was selfless. I thought it was the voice of a team leader, and I thought it was the the voice of the. It, it's it was the type of pragmatic, stoic, like strength of competitor you hear from a future world champion. And I'm I'm gushing, and I do think he's one of the best on the grid. It was a shamey shamey fall down in qualifying this weekend, but you know. He's been putting that car places it shouldn't be all year. It's just a shame from this weekend that, uh, you know, because don't forget, he had to give a load of places back as well because of the way the way it fell when he was coming out of the pit. So that was a real shame. It's a shame he couldn't have hung up there. Would have been interesting to see just how far George Russell could have hung that into the race if he'd have still been up there with Vettel and um, Ocon. But yeah, it 
great drive from George, great drive from Nicholas Latifi. I wonder whether this has actually um, saved Nicholas Latifi's job next year. Uh, we don't know what's going to go on with George Russell. Uh, I... I feel if the decision hasn't been made, today went in his favour. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, we all want to see George in a better car, don't we? Nicholas Latifi, I think he deserves Stain Williams. I think he deserves a slightly better car just to see what he can do. Because he, I mean, don't get me wrong, he hasn't been great all year. But in qualifying, we've seen him get closer and closer and closer to George. And we can't, we can't let that go unnoticed. You know, he is... He is closer to George Russell than he was in the beginning. And I think that's that's worthy of note. Yuki Snowda was seventh. Um, I'm, he he felt to me like he had a bit of a innocuous race. He was just sort of, he drove around to the pace of the car and then finished in the points. So good, solid outing for him. Pierre Gasly was sixth, sixth same. Uh, he did a couple of good overtaking maneuvers. One, I can't remember who he dive-bombed up the inside. Might have been Daniel Ricciardo. But he was just alt- so late on the brakes. It was it was a phenomenal, phenomenal outbreaking. But yeah, a good race from Pierre Gasly. I, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that he's going to end up back in a Red Bull next year. I really don't. I think... Uh, I don't really think Perez is doing enough to keep that seat and he is changed as a driver. He's been the only driver, I think, that has been sacked from Red Bull, <clears throat> been thrown back down to Alpha Towery and really got his head together and got the job done. You know, I know uh, Kvyat had sort of like a bit of a second wind, but Pierre Gasly, I mean, Pierre Gasly got, got sacked, sent down to Toros and won a race. You know, that's, that's something he did. He's, He's looking like he should be in that car next year. It just if if anybody else apart from Max can drive the cars that they're making, that's the that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, Fernando Alonso was fifth. What a drive from Fernando Alonso holding back Lewis Hamilton in a car which is probably a second a lap quicker than him. Uh, Ten laps, I think he kept him there for. Almost certainly won. I mean, I, I'm not taking the win away from Ocon because obviously. He kept the car there. He had immense pressure from Seb, who's a proven race winner and world champion. Um, but if Alonso didn't keep Hamilton back for all those laps, and I mean, like, even if even if it would have been two less, I think Hamilton wins that race. He was on the back of Seb for the uh, on the last lap. If he could have got there a couple of laps quicker, I think uh, I think he'd have made quite short work of. Sebastian Vettel and Esteban Ocon because I don't think they'd have been able to hold Lewis up as much as Alonso was. I think Alonso is at his best, if not a slightly stronger driver than he even was before he left Formula One. World champion there if he if he's given the car. Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz had a decent race. Uh, over uh, overrode his own team to stay out when they wanted him to pit. Turned out into the right thing. Had a podium cruelly snatched off him just uh, late days of the race so that was a shame for him but uh, yeah good drive from Carlos especially after the upsetting and qualifying and it's just it's just good to see him up there isn't it everybody likes a bit of Carlos sorry just having a drink all this talking to hurt my throat uh, Lewis Hamilton was third awesome recovery drive I mean yo, he came out in last well, I 
it's easy to say what were they doing, but what the fuck were Mercedes doing? You know, they they can't do well. Sorry, what the fuck was Hamilton doing? Because it was this was a Hamilton issue. Because I believe um, you can't speak on the formation lap. There's no like ship to shore radio during the formation lap. George Russell, you know, we heard the excerpt from him where he said, everybody's going to pit at the end of this lap, guys. We need to come in. Uh, you know, what was Lewis thinking? That like, he, he must have been so um, focused on the job he had to do. He just took it for granted that everybody was going to do a formation lap and started, start. It didn't enter his head that enough people would pit for dry tires to make it an issue for him crazy crazy situation but again marvelous drive could have won that race and it's like going doing what he did is again one of those things that only lewis hamilton oh sorry lewis hamilton and very few others can do so it was a pleasure to watch again my my highlight of the whole race was watching him battle fernando and fernando was so so on the line super aggressive and Lewis was super aggressive trying to get past him which is great stuff Sebastian Vettel back on the podium could have won the race uh in fact I think he would have won the race if it wasn't for that sticky pit stop he had that's all they needed he just needed one good pit stop from them and he'd have been ahead and I think if he if he'd have got past the Alpine I think he'd have disappeared on him because that Aston Martin was a quicker car today. But again, Formula One is in this position where it's very difficult to, for certain cars to follow each other. And that's just one of those things. But yeah, it totally deserving for Sebastian Vettel. I've, I, You know I like Sebastian. Um, oh, I th- what I did think was disgusting was him being reprimanded for wearing a Pride t-shirt. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely on the... Uh, on the side of, you know, it's, I'm not sure, I'm not, I'm not sure how much politics we should have, like, on the grid, as far as these things go, we, you know, we've, it, it always ends up being a terribly diver, uh, divisive thing, but the top and bottom is that the drivers are free to do what they want, so regardless of that, but when you look at the, the these things that have been imposed in, um, Hungary? Yeah. Yeah, we're hungry. I was trying. I was looking at Belgium then because it's Belgium on the list next. So yeah, and I could I couldn't say hungry. Um, you know, against sort of LGBTQ people, and it's. I mean, we'll, we'll call a fucking. Uh, let's call a trowel a small shovel. It's fucking homophobic, and you know I'm not. I'm not a bit the big one. I'm not. I'm. I'm fairly sort of anti-woke if you want of those sort of things but I do believe that if we just don't be cunts to each other and allow everybody to live their lives happily as long as they're not hurting other people that's all I want you know it's that that just seems to be the best way that we can probably navigate all this shit um and I I do enjoy the way Sebastian supports his causes because I'm I'm not a big fan of virtue signaling, but Sebastian supports causes and does things without wanting attention for doing it. 
He just does it because he feels it's the right thing to do. And I think that's the right way to support causes is just doing it because you believe that's what's right. Anyway, like I said, he got reprimanded for wearing a Pride t-shirt during the national anthem of Hungary. And I think that's fucking ridiculous. Esteban Ocon went on to win his first Grand Prix and I'm amazed because I never thought Esteban Ocon would ever win a race. So just we'll see what goes on. You would have thought if someone would have turned around to you and said, and Alpine's going to win a race this year, you'd have thought Fernando Alonso, wouldn't you? I thought it was classy of Fernando to be waiting in the pit lane after he finished the race to give him some big hugs. It was a great thing. It's great to see Alpine win a race. It's great to see Esteban Ocon win a race. It's great to have like... A couple of people we're not used to seeing on the podiums in the cars they're in. You know, it's fucking just a good all-round grid, wasn't it? So that was it. That was a race. And what a fucking race it was. Uh, I can't wait for Belgium. Belgium's one of my favourite races of the year. So just get fucking Belgium in my veins now. Um, Standings. The Drivers' Championship. Well... Lewis Hamilton now leads the Drivers' Championship on 192 points from Max Verstappen with 186. Lando Norris still holding up third with 113 points. Valtteri Bottas is in fourth with 108 points. Sergio Perez, 104. Leclerc, 80. Carlos Sainz, 80. Ricardo, 50. Sebastian Vettel has 48. Pierre Gasly rounds out your top 10 with 48 points. Esteban Ocon now has 39 whole points and is in 11th in the championship. And that just goes to show, quietly, how good Fernando Alonso has been doing recently. Because Fernando Alonso is in 12th in the championship with 36 points, only just behind his teammate, which just won a fucking race. Um, Lance Stroll, 13 with 18 points. Yuki Tsunoda, 14th with 16 points. Nicholas Latifi has two points. Sorry, four points. George Russell has two points. Kimi Raikkonen has one point. Antonio Giovinazzi has one point. Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin remain pointless. Uh, as far as the teams, Mercedes now have... 300 points from uh, Red Bull with 290 points. McLaren have 163 points. And this is where, this is where we've got to say McLaren have been hemorrhaging points because of Daniel Ricciardo. Ferrari, 160 points in fourth position. Uh, Alpine have now have 75 points in fifth position ahead of Austin Martin, which is new for them, I think, um, with 66 points. Uh, Alpha Tauri have 64 points. Williams now have six whole points. Alpha Romeo have two. Haas remain pointless. So now what we're going to do, because I've remembered to do it, and I don't usually remember to do it, do I? Um, let's have some adverts, which one day, one fucking day, not now, not today, because it hasn't happened yet, but one day in the future, I'll probably see some money for these adverts, but who fucking knows when that'll happen. And there is my contractual obligation. 
Um, let's get on to <laughs> if if anyone from Sports Social Podcast Network listens to this, I am taking the piss, and I understand that there is a pale thre- pale threshold, but this is the problem when you give somebody that thinks they're funny a podcast. They will try and be funny on the podcast, regardless of what the contents of the podcast is supposed to be. Right. Uh, talking points. Obviously, you guys fucking always hook me up for talking points, and this is no different. Mr. Fantastic on Twitter. Uh, how did Bottas and Stroll get the same penalty? Bottas wiped out a quarter of the grid. Stroll fucked up, but he uh, he may have also have, uh, avoided the other mess. And this is coming from a Ferrari fan. Um, I think both were wrong. I like I say, I think Stroll was um, Grosjean levels of bad, but um, and I think Bottas's accident was slightly more uh, understandable uh, given the situation but like i said in the in the in t- on twitter it's not like i know, know it was rainy but it's not like it was belgium uh 98 rainy I, I think it was bad. I think it was bad driving from a man who is, you know, we, we talk about these guys supposedly being the best in the world at what they do. Not Chris Jericho. Them. Um, but we talk about them being the best in the world. And if you're in one of the best teams in Formula One, that means you should be one of the very best in the world of the very best. Uh, he did. He, I mean, he not only did he wipe out Lando Norris, his rival in the championship, uh, he knocked out a Sebastian Vettel, his his team. Sorry, a fucking Max Verstappen. I always get them mixed up. Uh, Max Verstappen, his uh, his teammates' championship rival. He wiped out the teammate as well. Yeah, he wiped out Sergio Perez. I think it deserves ten play, ten seconds. If I'm honest, I think a a ten sorry a ten place grid penalty for the next race would have probably felt like it fitted better than five i mean see the thing is 10 is probably slightly harsh but i think five's too lenient so in this situation given the given given the people he went into it would edge to me of this being a slightly more more severe incident because of the championship ramifications so yeah i i'd have i'd have gone with 10 places but i'm not a fucking thing am i i'm not a I'm not a, what you call them, judge. I'm not a Formula One judge. What are they called? Steward. Um, Chad Champion. Alonso, goat. Bottas, idiot. Have my conspiracy theories, though. Uh, Lewis should have won by a minute, but fucked up. Max, unlucky, <laughs> uh, unlucky again, but still got a point one of the, in one of the slowest cars today. Esteban, absolutely brilliant driving, well-deserved, and great Seb. Yes, uh, I think Alonso is the greatest, greatest Formula One driver ever to hold a wheel. I know some of you aren't going to like that, but there you go. I think he is the most naturally talented driver ever to step into a car. And I love him. And as a straight man, would father his children. Uh, Bottas, idiot. Yeah, I think he was an idiot. I don't think there's a conspiracy theory involved because it's just there's too many moving parts to crash into Norris to domino Norris into Verstappen. Well, he took Perez out. Too many moving parts. He'd have just aimed for a Red Bull, probably the 
Dutch one. Um, but yeah, Ocon deserved right, deserved win. Great for Ocon, and it's great, for, great for the recovering Sebastian Vettel. Uh, President Rob also uh, Bottas destroying the race for both Red Bulls and a Mercedes. Uh, uh, so will secure his seat next year, maybe. I don't think so. I think uh, I think the actions of Bottas will be pretty frowned on, if we're honest. Um, Darren Entwistle. Uh, what a season we're having! Uh, we're having uh, brilliant from Alonso to keep Lewis behind him to give uh, Ocon the win. Uh, I loved how he waited. For, yeah, well, we we spoke about that. I loved how he waited in the pit lane as well. Uh, and what Ocon said post race interview. A lot of people telling me about uh, before I start the season. Oh yeah, about people people saying that Alonso wasn't a good guy. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Like I said, I, d- I don't understand. Alonso seems to have got this reputation because he, be- because of what happened to him in McLaren first time around, which I- I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, I think McLaren at that point, especially if you read the mechanic as well, um, I think Ron Dennis had McLaren stacked against Fernando Alonso. I think he Fernando came in. I'm doing it wrong. I think I don't think they expected Lewis to be as good as he was straight away. But as soon as he was as, as good as he, he was straight away, I think Ron Dennis's big old hard on for his young lad got involved. Got involved, and uh, I, I I think he stacked the deck against Fernando Alonso. I think that's what backed Fernando Alonso into the Spygate corner. If I'm perfectly honest, um, yeah, I don't I don't think that was I don't I don't think it was 100 percent Alonso's fault. Then he, you know, will forget Crashgate. Who knows? There you go. Um, but when you go to Ferrari, Alonso held that team on his back. Ferrari gave him fucking awful cars that should have been nowhere near winning races and world championships. And Fernando carried that on his back. And then through all the turmoil in Ferrari, they started blaming Alonso for their problems. Fucking ridiculous. Then he goes to McLaren and it's a shit show for him. So, and the GP2 engine thing, which has become a bit of a mean, fucking right. Fucking right. He, uh, he deserved to say that. Um, I, I think a, you know, it's a Fernando Alonso in a good car is, he's probably going to want slightly more of you than you can probably give him. But don't fucking stack it against him or give him dogs of cars. That's the, that's the answer. Anyway, I love him. I'd father his children. I just said that. Uh, President Rob Latifi outperformed Russell. Shut your whore mouth, Rob. Um, he he was in. He he got the lucky shit, didn't he? He did, you know. But all well, all fair play to him. But let's let's not pretend there wasn't shenanigans. Yeah, let's not let's not pretend. Just because you stick a fucking slate on the top of a cardboard box doesn't make it an actual house. And that's what happened today. Latifi got a slate put on him. He's still a cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was Bottas's driver of the day? Sorry, Tom Dooley. What was Bottas's driver of the day percentage? Hashtag goat. I imagine it was about 0.85. Um Adrian Bell was a bit shit that can't think of anything to say. Right. 
yeah, it was a terrible race. I was so bored, I fell asleep twice. Um, Kevin Logan. Everyone jinxing Lando uh, the whole week leading up to it, saying about the record he set for uh, most uh, consecutive points finishes for McLaren. Um he was bound to have some bad luck at one point this year. Yeah, he's, he's had a great points run, hasn't he? Great points run. So it's fine. Look, he's been driving so well this year. This is just a bit of a blip in the road for him. He's going to come out to Spa and probably drive phenomenally, maybe even get on the podium, probably be best of the rest. Uh, also curious to hear what you said, what you think about Hamilton in the end of Q3. We talked about that before. Um Looking forward to hear, uh, sorry, this is Darren Entwistle, so looking forward to hear you hammering Bottas for sticking the car up your man, uh, Lando, what a cock. Uh, I was gutted, gutted for him. That would have been uh, him in third great start. Yeah, it would have been. And, you know, given if, like I say, if, if what had happened had carried on happening, I think he'd have won a Grand Prix and that would have made me happy, but I wouldn't have said my thing about probably getting a tattoo of his logo if he happens to win a race, which the more that goes on and the more I keep saying that in my head, the more it'll probably fucking happen, actually. Um, Brian Ritter, which is BM Ritt on, uh, on Instagram, Brit oh fuck you've even told me how to pronounce it and i'm still struggling struggling bmrit 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 okay there we go fucking dickhead aren't i fucking uh what do you call it uh dyslexia it's fucking real the dyslexia struggle is real lee been loving your podcast thank you very much brian uh, not sure if you saw Hamilton after the race. He seemed completely exhausted and out of breath during the interview on the podium uh, and on the podium celebrations, uh, more so than I've seen from a driver in the past. Do you think the race took more out of him uh, than usual, or is it or, or something else at play? I found it very strange how tired Lewis was after this race. Uh, unless we find out like his drinks bottle failed, maybe that was a thing. Maybe he was just completely dehydrated. I genuinely thought because you saw at one point when they had the photograph taken, Ocon looking quite concerned at Lu- uh, about Lewis Hamilton, um, and I genuinely thought at one point before they got up when he was sort of there on the on the podium, I did wonder to myself, are you going to collapse? Yeah, I, I, I was I was genuinely genuinely concerned for his well being, and I, I still am. I, ho- I hope I hope everything's fine with him. Um. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I don't know whether he. I don't know whether the race would have took more out of him than the normal. I did notice a, co- a couple of times during the race, to be honest, when he came over the radio that he sounded breathless. But I did just think that was more heat of the moment, which this could very well mean. You know, it's just fighting all the way, and then eventually, you know, you you start to run out of juice, don't you? So I hope so. We'll just we'll just have to wait and see. I'm sure I'm sure if there is something or he's got a bug or something like that comes out, I'm sure I'm sure we'll hear for, hear about it. But yeah, if he's not feeling too good and anyone listens to this podcast that's connected to Lewis Hamilton or has his ear, I hope he gets better soon. You know, I hope he I hope he's fine tomorrow and it was just he he just needed like a load of water and electrolytes pumped into him. Uh, where else do we have on the gram? 
looking at the uh, looking at the comments from the gram, seeing as how I'm trying to become more of a fucking more social media fucking guru. A total shunt on TikTok is absolutely where you should be. Um, Bajala, Bajala, I like that. That, I mean, right, please don't take this the wrong way. Don't take it the wrong way at all. I fucking love names, and more than I love names, I love pronouncing them wrong, and I love making fun of odd names to me, because to me, a normal name is like Paul or Simon, um, because I'm fucking white, and that's just the way the world is. But the uh, that, to me, sounds like what ladies use to describe their downstairs bits like a shaved bajala it's just where my head is i'm terribly sorry i've been single for a while now uh i'm canadian and i must say stroll has no place in f1 uh bottas made a stupid mistake and uh, cost lando's uh, race he, i cost lando race win maybe might be right uh alonso was superb in his in his defense against hamilton I hope 2022 cars will help racing. Uh, it felt weird seeing Ricardo and Verstappen not being able to pass Williams. It didn't seem weird fucking Ricardo not being able to pass anything, to be honest. But yeah, Verstappen, definitely. Um, and having a hard time passing Hasses. Yeah, make sure you make a did put up a fight, didn't he? Uh, keep up the good work. Love your podcast. Cheers. Thank you, Bajala, Bajay. Bajajala. Oh, fuck, I've lost it. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you don't, you're not upset about me taking the piss out of your name. Your uh, your comments are accepted with, with an open heart and an honest head. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts are uh, on McLaren, for, uh, Ferrari and Alpine driver pairings. Who's the strongest set going into the summer break? Um, probably Ferrari. I mean, I think Ferrari might just have like the strongest driver pairing on the grid. I'm struggling to think of a better one than the two of those. I mean, Hamilton and Bottas is pretty strong as well. Um, but yeah, probably Ferrari have got the strongest strongest pairing. McLaren should have the strongest driver lineup. They should have like the the most like the quickest, most well rounded driver lineup there. But one of them's got to start pulling his finger out. Uh, and Ocon, which we'll have to see, Ocon struggle a little bit compared to Fernando Alonso. Obviously, that was turned around a bit today, so maybe he'll use this win as a platform to push himself forward. Uh, Steve G, 2160. It was nice having uh, a co-commentator with hybrid experience. Thoughts on Nico? I love Nico Rosberg. I thought he was shit in qualifying, but he was better during the race. I think Nico Rosberg and... Um, Martin Brundle or Nico Rosberg and Anthony Davison would have been a better pairing. I'm fairly anti-Crofty these days, I'm afraid. I think uh, I think he's turning into a bit of a bumbling buffoon. But they, oh, no, sorry, right? That's not nice, and I'm nice. Um, I just I d- I don't know what it is with Crofty. I d- and I think he's doing it because he feels he has to. Uh, I know I've. Uh, Certain things I've been I've been involved with in the past where I th- I feel the it necessary to try and be to to bring a more 
comedic spin to things just because it might be a little bit dry if you don't. Uh, so I can see maybe that's where he's coming from. But when there's only so, like two of you there and one of them is Nico Rosberg and you're sort of essentially supposed to be like the play-by-play guy or and or colour guy and then the, or, uh, your teammate is the X-Racing driver play-by-play guy, it, it just seemed a bit odd and he seems to say some quite stupid things sometimes. Um, Atomic Fabrications... Uh, how good did Lando look on that start? Gutted for him. I can't wait to see George, Max, Pierre and Charles battle for future championships. I feel like F1 is set uh, for the dawn of a new era. I absolutely agree. Uh, apart from the fact I don't believe Pierre Gasly or Charles Leclerc will fight for championships. Uh, Charles Leclerc might fight for a championship. I don't think Pierre Gasly is that that level of driver. I think Pierre Gasly might very well be like the future David Coulthard, something like that, but not a championship contender. Also, the old man still got still got it. I don't think any other driver could have held off uh, Lewis for for that long. F one is much better with Fernando in it, one hundred percent. As I said before, father is children. Uh, I think Alonso can win another championship. Uh, sorry, this is from Rashif Shaman. Rajif Sharma Shaman. I think that was it. Uh, I think Alonso can win another championship if he gets the right machinery. Absolutely. Um, I think he is top three on the grid. I think he's as good as Max or Lewis. And uh, yeah, I think I think he could win another championship if given it. Uh, Jeff. Alonso. George. Uh, bonkers race. Up until now, I was laughing at... Uh, all, uh, that's all the Ricardo. Blah, sorry, I took my glasses off and now things are a bit fuzzy. Uh, I was laughing at all the Ricardo might be dropped at the end of the year talk. Sorry, I was laughing at all the Ricardo might be dropped stuff at the end of the year. I still think he's going to be back, but today was troubling. He has to do better. The race was incredible. The title fight is heart pounding. Yes, I. Are we watching? Like in years to come. On um, you know the the interwebs when when we look back at classic seasons, you have to ask yourself, midway through the through the through the season, nothing to call up between the drivers, nothing to call up between the constructors. Is this the best season of Formula One ever? You know, you have the two top drivers in Formula One right now. We'll take. I realise there's some discussion to be had there. You might want to throw a... a Because uh, personally, I think the guy that's doing the best job this year is Lando Norris. But you might want to throw an Alonso up there. Or you might want to throw a George or a Lando or a Sebastian Vettel even maybe into the conversation if Vettel is fixed. But by and large, the two best drivers in Formula 1 are fighting for the championship. Not only that, they're in two cars which are so similar, more often than not, they're fighting for the same piece of tarmac, and that is key. Is this the greatest season of Formula One ever? If this keeps going the way we're going, are we witnessing like history in the making? You know, are are people gonna talk about the two thousand and one World Championship in like fifty years' time? You know, in the same breath as like Senna and Prost, because 
it feels that way to me, and I'm not being funny, when you look back to the Senna and Prost years and you just take the first half of the championship out of it, or you, when you look at back at classic seasons, I can't think of another season which has had so many good races in the first half of the season. Don't get me wrong, the second half of the season needs to fucking carry this on. Otherwise, it's just not its not going to be right, is it? Um, but yeah, I, I do think that uh, we are... We're getting something pretty special. We seem to be getting something pretty special. I'm just going to have a look on uh, TikTok. And people have liked and watched my video, but nobody's left a comment. But loads of people have followed me now, so that's pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, I am a total shunt on TikTok. So you can come and uh, come and jump on my TikTok. I'm going to start doing more Formula 1 stuff on that. Anyway, that's our podcast. Fucking well done, people. We did it. Um, I'm sorry, like I said before at the beginning of the podcast, I'm sorry there wasn't a uh, a podcast last week. I did say I was going to do it weekly. That still stands. It just got to the point where the week got away from me so much, and I thought, "Fuck, man!" You know, it's if I was to if I was to record a, a podcast on Thursday evening, which is when I had the uh, the opportunity to to do it. Um, I had to do a live stream on YouTube for a different thing at um like between 10 and 2 o'clock in the fucking morning. So it would have been early Friday morning when I managed to upload it before I went to work. And by that, by the time you listened to the podcast, it would have been out of date. So it was just, there was just no point of putting a podcast up at that point. Uh, But this is the way it should be. If you don't get it to you on Sunday evening, you should get it on Monday evening because I'll I'll explain the way, way recording this podcast works. When I don't record loads of musty audio video stuff on a Sunday evening, I try and get it to you as first thing. Like, I try and do it on Monday evening when I get in, as soon as I get in from work. So that's the way it is. If you don't have the podcast by Sunday night, expect it Monday night. That's probably probably for the best. But I will try and get everything to you on Monday night. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you want to help me out, Go for, go to the patron. It's Lee Stevens, content creator. I spell Stevens, S-T-V-E-N-S. Um, not P-H. That's weird. So there's obviously some, there's, there's a bit of Yankee blood in me somewhere. I think uh, I think one of my uh, my grandparents, my, my father was, a, was an orphan. So we don't really know where where where, the, where that line goes, goes from. But we believe that that half of the... Uh, family was american so anyway less of my story i will speak to you next week i hope you enjoyed the race i hope you enjoyed this podcast speak to me whenever you want to bye-bye this podcast is part of the sports social podcast network Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.